the Andromeda Council on, on the planet Hatona mm-hmm. had this. They had all the parties with any interest at all in the Earth and in developing the Earth. Say, we're going to give you the chance to develop a being that should survive and be the, the, the earthling. And then you train it, you do your, whatever you're going to do and, and we'll see which ones are best and how that works. And so 12 humans, Lyrans from different uh, uh, planets gave okay. some genes okay. and they, and they uh, gave um, and something gave, and that constituted our reasoning system, our cortex, and our limbic system, our emotional system. But what the reptilian uh, Dracos, who contributed, rather than going on with their infinite war over Earth, they contributed brainstem. Now, each of these different uh, interests decided that theirs would be ultimately the one that won out. Okay. And uh, the... the, uh, the, the uh, People, the human, our humans uh, thought, oh no, emotional, passionate will win out. And of course, uh, ultimately, uh, there was some hope <laughs> that reason would win out. And that's supposed to control all the lower systems. Okay. And the reptilian said, that's what you think, boy. We're, we're going we're to get you in the long run. So that, let's go to the next slide. You're driving. I'm driving. But how do you do? Over here. Over here. <laughs> no, 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 right here. Click. Okay. Okay. So, the, so we, so something caused a great big deal where everything on earth was topsy turvy and we really know pretty well what happened. That was. What, we're not sure what all triggered it, but it was probably stones from the sky. But the, okay. all the sh- shorelines and uh, everything on the Earth got really wiped out, including Atlantis, which was the main home of these Anunnaki, the people that had been uh, the Earthlings that had taken control of the Earth, they had a rather high civilization. And you can okay. see by the map uh, what's left of it is. Uh, off the northwest coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. It's actually molded onto the uh, uh, land. Uh, we're looking, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm inter- So make notes of what you want to ask questions because we're going to do oh, that. I, I definitely am. I have slide. my notebook right here. <laughs> yep, I definitely do. Okay, I got to make a note because I want to make a comment about Atlantis and Toth, both okay. Nikoshita. Okay. Okay, and, and so. It isn't so that the, the people that were the Atlans who settled Atlantis okay. uh, weren't wiped out. They survived. A lot of them went to inner earth. There okay. are caverns and tunnels between the caverns that go all over the place. And I'll do a whole series on those. But a lot of them settled in Canaan okay. on, on the Sinai Peninsula in the Mediterranean coasts. And there settlement of Atlantans on Britain and all over North America, all the, especially we'll see underneath the mounds of the mound builders who came later. That's where these Atlanteans had uh, extensive works. Okay, okay. Go to the next slide. Yeah. Now, in uh, the Sirius system, there was a uh, unity uh, kingdom that okay. 
these aristocrats and warriors uh, uh, wanted, and they wanted people to do as, you know, join our kingdom. And we're we're going to, and we are really interested in ultimately being able to fight off a Draco attacks. And there's several different theories about how it is that they got to this place called Nibiru. Okay. Whether, but in any case, they knew that uh, the thing that we're going to call Nibiru, that they came from, this uh, planet, uh, was part, uh, was a result of the explosion of Sirius C. It exploded, and its uh, corpse became Nemesis, which is okay. a red dwarf that we only saw when we had uh, the uh, red lenses to look through. Okay. Uh, but the other one is that, that it was Nibiru itself and it, uh, uh, whatever sent it coming, it, uh, it, whether it, they, they knew it and wrote it from the inside, the Nibiru, okay. but they, that's less likely, I think, or it was just a moon of Nibiru that basically crashed in to and, and caused the kind of thing that we're going to see that, uh, of Nibiru passing through. We'll, we'll look at that more closely in a bit. Okay. So what happened on Nibiru uh, determines so very, very much about what's still happening on Earth. Okay. They got into a nuclear war with each other, the North versus the South, and it almost killed everybody. And the people that survived were, lots of them were were sterile. it was uh, the, the, there wasn't much left. They had to, in order to get past that, they had to unify, and they had a big peace a peace t- conference, and the North and South uh, formed a unit. It was, they their war. It wasn't just from what the explosive they used. It was from the holes they made in their atmosphere and the radioactivity that spread all over. Mm-hmm. They decided they would have a king who would be a military dictator. Okay. And the king would either come the north or the south, and uh, whichever uh, and uh, the, the queen would come from whichever one lost the drawing. So it okay. was said. Uh, so the, the, they had that drawing. That's that's how they did it. Rather than go on because there wasn't many people left. Uh, the Klingons were happy enough to uh, nice enough to pose for this for me. Uh, it wasn't Klingons, but the guy, guy named An A N, and you'll see Anunnaki, and it's, it's, we're all tracing back to this guy. He was a right. general uh, from the north. He won the lottery, mm-hmm. and now it was the the government was. Uh, this is the commander. He tells everybody what to do, and they do it. He, he says that's the deal. And that's interesting because uh, in a lot of- I, I like that. I, I always know, known him as Anu. That's what I know him mostly by. Anu is oh, Anu's, An. Anu's son. Oh, There's it is? Generation. Yeah. I, that, yeah. I yeah, never is, knew that. This is, this is years. and This is the beginning of the dynasty. This is the first king of the dynasty that Anu's way down the line like I always something. thought they were the well, same for South some reason. Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody, lots of people do. So King An had it, had built this magnificent 
capital. And you'll see these names appear again and again. It's Agade is what this one is called. And they, of course, they, they use pyramids for power and all that. Okay. And they used they they generated electricity for their spacecraft and, and they had full on electricity where we know that or whatever it was yeah okay so this is a logical place to stop is that what you're well, saying? Well, I would ask some questions. Okay. Okay. And let's let's sure. go back. Let's back. Go back here. Let me just go back. Here's how you go back. You go. Okay. You see all them. We were at. Uh, yeah, I've always thought that on next. And on were the same. I, I I always thought that like whenever I type in on or anu, I will um I will always see that the, a lot of people compare them to be the same people or same person. And uh, when I use uh, ETCSL, the website, the Electronic Corpus uh, Sumerian uh, Literature, um, they just have on in there. They don't. They don't have anu. So yeah, now that makes sense because I, 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 I never knew that. I always thought they were the same for some reason. So I, means, I, I, on my website, Enki speaks. I have a detailed uh, okay. uh, genealogy that shows you know the sixteen generations and the fights when you know what do they do when when the royal couple don't have any boys, then the uncles are all fighting for their kids to come. And, you know, it's so it's just like the royals today. But there's 16 generations of that. And then what do they do when there's nothing from the queen? Well, like, well, like the king of number 56 or whatever it was, was was having uh, uh, having his concubine and they, they had a healthy son. OK, well, let's see that he's dead, though. And goes. And right. so they got all these collateral lines in there. And so by the time we get down to on, yes, so open your eyes so you can see when your finger raised. <laughs> so by the time we get down to on, finish your sentence. But by the time they get to Anu, there have been lots, there have been several different important lines that were still going. One right, was right. the line uh, that we'll, we'll see from a guy named Alalu. And these were yep. uh, fierce warrior guys. And another mm -hmm. line was was the one that will that will ultimately uh, go from a guy named Lama. We'll get okay. to Lama, okay, and and so forth. And and then Alalu is is before Anu. Okay. Okay. So we're so we'll we'll look at all that in this series if if we continue with this. But uh, yes, Janet. I I wanted to have a chance to do questions. Oh, good idea. Good idea. Okay. So. I think, see, my, I, I'm a researcher and I go and I look at things logically and okay. I, I'm working on putting everything into sequence myself. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a time date stamp on when this um, happened here, but it seems illogical to me that it happened. Maybe it happened several times over and over, but I don't think this is the final sinking of Atlantis. I think some land was sunk because Plato years later is talking about it. And before that, after this, Thoth uh, Nigashida talks about how he found the halls of Menti and mm -hmm. how Atlantis um, was sunk when when Thoth uh, Nigashida was walking. Yeah, it wasn't just one at a time. So this, and You're also right. yeah. Elizabeth Montgomery, which is it's nice to correlate the information. Back in the eighties, all we had was like Elizabeth Montgomery, Edgar Casey, and uh, early Von uh, Eric Von Daniken's 
uh, Sitchin was coming along. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she had a whole series of, I, I think it's called channeled. She, she was uh, uh, using automatic writing about the sinking of Atlantis and how the dinosaurs were interacting with humanity. Mm -hmm. And so uh, all this stuff correlates. And there were definitely homo sapiens sapiens running around with dinosaurs running around on Atlantis. And it wasn't just this battle. Uh, we're talking about the humanoid ones that were created by uh, the Anunnaki were running around on what they were calling Atlantis. So this is confusing. Oh, yeah. And, and, and this would take, you know, it'd be nice if we had scholars all coordinated with each other and we all researched things. And then we would do papers and we say, this is what we found out. And then you put all the different hypotheses yeah. and this is why it works and this is why it doesn't work. So maybe we can do that kind of project, at least the three of us. Yeah, and, and you know what? That would be great because I promise you that's exactly what I've been trying to find is other people who research and don't just believe one thing, that they have different theories. And, and it's almost like, um, you know, taking it apart. You you have a piece of a, of a, of a, a part of history and, and your husband has a piece of the history and I have a piece of the history and we put it all together and we find the common, basically the common denominator for all of them. That, that, yeah, that. You can also throw our hands up and say, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, or, or that, or that, exactly. Like, that's, that, that's basically what my website is about, is I'm not making any claims. I'm just sharing exactly what I've read. It's not me saying, hey, this is what happened, but hey, this is what I learned from this person and I researched their material and I found this and this and, and just it's almost like dig, going through the rabbit hole it is this, you you mm -hmm. dig so right. deep and stuff and you can get lost in it I mean I've been doing I've created oh, my website yeah. yeah yeah I created my website like two years ago and I I've been looking for people to say, hey, you know, I've been asking so many times, hey, I, I would like to start a discussion panel. That's that's kind of what I want to do is like start a discussion panel. Sign me um, up, sign me up. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I can create the questions. If you give me a subject and I'm, and I'm knowledgeable on that subject, I'll come up with questions because every book that I have, like I said, basically has a tab of everything that's interesting to me. And I go and research it. I break it down as much as I can. And I try to go as far back as I possibly can to the first written language. Like you said, uh, like Plato wrote about uh, Atlantis, right? Well, we know the, the library right. of Alexandria was, uh, was destroyed at one time because of, because of the fire. And we know that the Greeks studied a lot from ancient Sumer and, 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 uh, and, and the ancient Egyptians. So what they studied, they put into their history text. And that's right. where you, and you got to, and you can find it like um, on one of the slides was talking about uh, series C, right? I did, when I researched more about um, this, that, that area, the star system out there, I learned about the Dogon tribe. And I was interested because I was like, yeah, I was, I was so interested about um, the Dogon tribe because they talk about, the, they, they, it is said that those were the first people um, in, in ancient Egypt. And when they left e Egypt, which was Kemet at the time, when they left that area, it was because of, uh, they, was, they didn't want to be, um, they didn't want to uh, 
change. They didn't want to become Islam uh, in the Islamic traditions. They didn't want to. They they avoided that, so they moved away. And I didn't know that. Um, you can find a lot of the history that's in ancient Egypt and Sumer. You can find also in India. I didn't know that mm-hmm. either. Like there's a lot of history in it. I know that um, I, I believe it was Inanna who was over there and in, in, who was in yeah, control yeah. of it in, in, in India. Yeah. So it's like you got to take. We go to Nirvana in a later period because she's much further down the line. So this right now that we're covering is ancient, ancient history. Yeah, the before, before the ancient. Yeah came to yeah. the earth what did you want to say sweetheart i want to uh, give you just earlier before you switched off the uh, slide about before she switched off the slide about atlantis mm-hmm. uh, but what uh, I, I wanted to say that her comment was quite right about um it didn't all happen all at once right, so right. it's uh, what uh, silva has in his various writings is talk about how the there's a correlation of uh, with when uh, the ice ages changed and you can see when different things happened. And so in some places, uh, the people that's uh, the Vikings that settled uh, the, the uh, East coast of North America, just went there in their boats. It wasn't necessarily anything catastrophic, only that sometimes it was catastrophic mm-hmm. depending on where usually where the meteorite shower came and the meteorite, the terrible meteorite showers uh, have a place where there's a window uh, where we pass through uh, the Cooper belt and other places where large rocks are likely to get past Jupiter, which usually plays like plays like our guards with a guard and ta- guards and tackles together. We're the quarterback. Thank God for Jupiter. <laughs> but anyway, so so that it's it, it, it didn't for some it happened at once. For some, they did it themselves by, by Stuart uh, Swerdlow's thing, by because they were uh, they they uh, heard the Dracos coming up from underneath. They were brewing from within with their sappers. They they zapped them downward and they blew themselves up. Right. And there's other things. And so there's probably all of the above, and they've been conflated. Uh, but we get a general idea. But the most interesting stuff is that the exact description of uh, where, uh, what what Atlantis, the center of Atlantis would look like is a place off of uh, touching Mediterranean's uh, uh, coast now. And it's like, that looks like remnants of exactly what Plato was describing. That's interesting. And, so, and you know, you said uh, earlier about the Homo sapiens sapiens. Um, being with or yeah. or any species being with the dinosaurs, you know, I I actually seen pictures. I never been to any of the ancient sites, so I, I haven't seen them personally. But I've seen pictures online where they Gobekli Tepe had um, uh, uh, pictographs of individuals on type of what could look like dinosaurs, and I was like. You know, when you look at it, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. You can look at a picture and people will have their own idea of what that picture represents. But you can clearly see from what the, the idea of what a dinosaur looks like. Because I mean, we've all probably seen Jurassic Park at least once in our lifetime. You can see how um, those pictures, those, 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 uh, dinosaurs on the on the on the on the on the stones they have the dinosaurs right on the stones where what it looks like 
humans or homo sapiens sapiens or whatever species on top of them. And that's amazing to know because they said the last dinosaur age was what, I think like 65 million years ago or something like that. And they say that humans only, or humanity only been on earth, maybe what, maybe a couple of million years. There's a big gap between that. If you have pictures of what could look like a dinosaurs and individuals riding those dinosaurs on rock carvings, that right there alone is amazing to know because when you said that homo sapiens or whatever were on these dinosaurs there's actually pictures of that there's who would take the time to do that you know at a religious site at that gobekli tepe is supposed to be a religious site one of the oldest religious sites and they it, the date keeps going back further and further they'll say twelve thousand years and then and they'll say eighteen thousand years and then some people will say you know more than that and nobody really knows because there's still more stuff to dig the more they dig the the, the older the, the 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 time period they find the, the they i mean it's it's really amazing about all that you said So Cremo takes us back millions, if not billions of years. Basically, whenever a planet cools enough to be settled, it, they, there's, there, there, are, there are beings that are settling. They're, they're mm -hmm. uh, excavating and, and taking samples. And uh, we did a whole series with uh, Lloyd Pye. He was wonderful. He had the, uh, the child skull. He, he passed in, I think he was probably taken out. He had quick acting cancer. He, he, he said, I have cancer. He was dead within a couple months but anyway we, we did a um, an interview on interventionism mm -hmm. where the planet seeded over and over and so he and um, and that that video got wiped from youtube so if anybody out there in the listening audience managed to download that before youtube took it out it'd be it'd be wonderful to hear that because lloyd pie was such a genius so Dr. Lesson and Lloyd and I just sat back and went, whoa. They'll erase <laughs> you when you die if they don't dig you. <laughs> but anyway, um, we've had um, punctuated interventionism and it's not the, you know, God creating it. It's like we have different levels of, well, you remember the whole interview, where uh, different periods. And so it, mm -hmm. it, it's obvious when someone sits back and just analyzes it, Oh, this was an introduction of, of a different species of a different right. series of beings and and if you if you looked at the story of the graves uh there's one called um alien alien interview about errol the gray that was uh taken to uh, the base and interviewed and she lasted for uh, maybe a year or two and then she decided she didn't get killed she left her body but she left this uh, document saying how uh, we we have all the bees and, and birds and plants and that's their business. The grays have this business of if you want to buy species to you know fill up your planet, we've got mm -hmm. them ready made because they're geneticists and they create whatever. We can make custom beings for you. So, wow. so it's, it's interesting. That and that's the, what it's like. The earth is like that. The yeah. grays uh, uh, are that they'd be selling bees because the name of their uh, the planet that they oh, came no. from was Apis. Okay. which is uh, means, uh, uh, bees and they they were bombarded and they went to earth and they went all over and they were in space so long uh, that they became the, the greys and here they are selling bees okay, so that's an aside. <laughs> and that's why and, and that could be the reason why everybody keeps saying we got to save the bees <laughs> 
like, I gotta say the piece. Yeah. So anyway, where was I? So um, in the in the Emerald Tabs of Ghosts, he says that there was some kind of, he said that the uh, inner dimensions were taking over their council okay. and uh, that you couldn't tell if they were, if they were humanoid, uh, reptilian or whatever, but there was these interdimensional beings taking over the council. And okay. so in his story, he said, we decided to take out Atlantis the only way to get rid of these interdimensionals is to close up the portal. So it'd be okay. interesting to have, how, how was Atlantis destroyed? And according to this one, this one that we, you know, all the different stories, how that was destroyed. And then we could just look at it. And also uh, you need people who, um, have, uh, there's always people who have reincarnated stories about, I have a story that I lived in Atlantis. You know, if you mm. go through hypnosis and you go, oh, sometimes you get it in dreams and memories. And, and I had one for years where I had lived in Atlantis and, and I had the waters like this poor picture. I was in the What's waters, your take? What happened? waters rising. All I was, I, I didn't know what happened because I was just the experiencer, right? right? And the waters are rising and, and it's like, keep going to higher and higher ground. And so we went to the mountaintop and uh, we were at the mountaintop and we could hear all the animals die. It was with somebody, I think it was my lover or something. And uh, we, we took nothing but ourselves and we're just running. And then at the end, we fell asleep because we were exhausted. And as the dawn was coming, you could see the waters were still rising. And, and you could hear all these animals giving out their, their last cry as they drowned and, and people. And it's like, oh, we're, we're not even, there's no, no higher ground to go with. We're doomed. And that was my last memory. It's like, I could, there was nowhere to run. What did you learn from that life, honey? I don't know, honey. I don't want to go into that. But um, tell me what you didn't learn from it. I don't know. I don't want to do that. Just stay on screen. <laughs> that, that could be another topic. Posh likes, Posh likes to do psychotherapy with people. What did you learn from that? <laughs> I learned to live away from the shore, but there's nowhere to run. So when you die, you come back to another body. And, and you, you, you will, we live on a mountain. We, we live on a mountain and there's nowhere to run. Nowhere to go. And so it's, Some, it's, someday you're just going to say, I guess I'm dying. So you see how the, how the past life can resonate with the present choices? <laughs> anyway, uh, no, and then I had one, Lemuria. So there's the sinking stories. You know, I guess I, I have a sinking feeling. I, I, I die in And floods. you clean the sinks. It's yeah. all perfect. Okay. Back <laughs> to this. But yeah. see, what you said makes sense, though, because in the ancient texts I've read, you know, I, I, I like to use... Um, uh, ETS, ETCSL, I have the Popovu, I have the Mahabharata, I have the Rig Veda, I have a lot of the ancient texts. And uh, a lot of the texts mm -hmm. say when the flood came, there had to be, people had to find higher ground, mountains. They, they had to go higher up to be saved. And I know I practice astral projection. Um, when I was wounded in Afghanistan, I used mm -hmm. to have uh, I was diagnosed with sleep paralysis and I could never understand what sleep paralysis was. It was scary. I was always seeing these figures in my room. I mean, it was a really ex scary experience. Then I started looking into what astral projection is. And I noticed that I was able to uh, uh, control myself leaving my body. And, it, it, and at the time I thought I was just going, you know, going nuts and, you know, going crazy because I have a brain injury. So I thought it was something, you know, very wrong with me and when i looked into it more and i started reading and then i started reading about chakra healings and chakras and stuff like that and um you know i started uh meditating um 
and I, I have a I have a singing bowl that I use, a Tibetan singing bowl that I'll use. Sometimes I'll put water in it and I'll use it. I'll meditate in my backyard. Um, I'll sit there and uh, do y'all remember the show uh, Home Improvement, Mr. Wilson? I watched it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Mr. Wilson used to be that. Yeah, he used to be that type of person that used to always spend a lot of his time in his backyard. So I, I do that stuff, too. And when I learned about astral projection, I also learned about the Akashic Records, too, where you can tap into your um, uh, your past lives, I guess. And mm-hmm. I started learning about that and reading about that. And, and in the ancient text, it actually talks about that. I know a lot of people when I talk when I talk to some people about this stuff, I know some some people will give me that like that that crazy like, hey, are you sure you're not taking your medication type thing? And I'm like, this is actually what's written in the ancient text, and people do right. experience this stuff. I mean, I understand. Um, go ahead, go ahead. I, I've been astrally projecting all my life. I, so- I I have experiences going back to the crib. Uh, I don't seem to at that time not able to consciously consciously control it but mm. once i'm out i am so i still i still travel astrally all the time mm. so when people ask how were you abducted sometimes they take you physically but it's very hard for the human body to go in and out of space and it you know it gets damaged so mm. oftentimes you have an extraterrestrial i don't want to call it an abduction but you have an encounter and right. you're and you astrally and you're in your district, different forms, so it doesn't harm your human body. But right. I go off planet. I go on uh, on the spacecraft all the time. I went to the inner Earth, um, it, and you're not limited. You can go back into the past, into an alternative sure. universe. I I I constantly go to uh, like this one city, and I call it Nibiru, and mm-hmm. I know where everything is. It's just like knowing your own town here in on Earth. You know, I know where the the marketplace is. I know where the uh, the museums are, I know where the ancient rooms are, I know where the, right. you know, the town centers. I, you know, I know all the good food. They have a big, a big uh, place where you can just walk through. And wherever I'm going, I call it Nibiru. It's like they, they don't have money. So they, their their reward is here, take this. And then right. they try to give away things every day because they just want someone to appreciate their 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 craft, you know, if they paint or if they're a singer or artist. Oh, and if they make food, so they go, here, try this, try this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just a way, to, you know, I'll hang out together and talk and exchange because it's beyond. And that's another thing we can talk about is, is systems, mm-hmm. uh, systems of planetary governments. You know, our system sucked, man. We got all these people starving. Yep. You know, there has to be a higher civilized conscious civilization. We're not even a level one in the Kardashev scale. We're like a minus one. So how can we become a conscious civilized civilization that celebrates our individuality and diversity? And then uh, I think that's what's holding us back from getting uh, invited to join the Federation because we're just we're barbarians. Right. Humanity is so barbaric. And if we right. can start addressing that elephant in the wall, how can we stop being a bunch of barbarians? And I don't want to insult barbarians. I guess that's a, originally a country barber or something. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, Sasha. Right. And, and talk to the screen. There we go. Thank you. There, the screen. So, no, it's, it's apparent that we need to embrace uh, the, the... Wait, honey. I want you to talk to the audience right there. 
we have to we have to say of angry people mm. or the angry parts of ourselves what do we really need right and when you and when you ask and when you address it that way when people are angry and you address what do you need uh there it's pretty universal and it's something that you can work out a cooperative agreement so that other people and you can meet their needs right right and that's and so uh, so everything a demonic force like the desire to kill other people mm-hmm. is only demonic because the natural ability to assert oneself appropriately in the environment okay. uh, is being suppressed and so all you've got to do is give people a fair deal and make sure they have housing and transport and uh, a respect and that there's justice and uh, that it really is not difficult and that the right. monopoly capitalism is an insane system to pit us against each other that the anunnaki that i'm trying to teach you about mm-hmm. imposed upon us and we're uh, terrifically torn apart themselves by and they want to stop it in themselves and they're going to help us stop doing it here before it's too late they right. hope <laughs> yeah. well that that makes sense because, because there's a when when I whenever when I first read the ancient text, I told myself first I'm going to read the ancient text first because I wanted to read the ancient text before I read the Bible. And just like we were talking about astral projection, when you read when when I've read the Bible many times, I read the Hebrew version Bible, I have the King James version, and I have the New International version. I also have the Septuagint also. And when you read it, anytime there was an encounter with God, it was either in a dream or a vision. Um, every time, uh, Jacob's ladder, that's a perfect example. That's when he was in a dreamlike state. And that's when he was able to see God and talk to God. Then you have the, you know, the burnt burning bush. Uh, God was in uh, visualized as the burning bush. And I know there's also hidden meanings behind that. It might not necessarily mean everything that what is written down. But one thing that I've always found consistent was it was in a dreamlike state, some way, somehow, not only just a dreamlike state, but it was on a mountain also sometimes. And it was it it was during meditation also. So it wasn't. And in the Bible, it says that the the human body and flesh and and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. So uh, the only way you can go to heaven is through what they would most of us would consider like a a spirit of some type or something like that and the ancient egyptians actually talk a lot about that that's hope that's the whole reason why they uh they 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 they, uh they they created mummies they the the mummies that they have was created because they were taking them from one place which was the uh, physical body on on planet earth and then their soul or whatever would depending on who you ask, would go to another realm, basically. And it was always interesting to know that when it, when I started learning about astral projection and stuff, is that uh, this stuff is as real as you can um, uh, achieve. I basically, you can say, if you believe in it enough and if you, if you practice it enough, you can achieve it. I know that certain things were, you know, um, uh, how can I say it? Uh, um, 
plants and stuff like that could have helped, you know, herbs and stuff like that helped with, with, with that stuff. Yeah. But it was possible to do it. Um, the third eye is a great example of that. Uh, um, from what I understand with the pine cones and all that, it's supposed to be a reference to your third eye. And it's just amazing that, you know, when, when I started learning about this, um, I didn't know too many, and I still don't know too many people who are uh, knowledgeable on this. I know they read a lot of, read some books and stuff like that, but they take the book for its word and they don't actually, you know, not too many pre people go out there and practice astral projection or even meditate on top of that. So they don't, they'll believe what's written in the book, but they don't get that full-fledged experience without practicing it. I mean, practicing astral projection for me was, uh, was thrown upon me. I mean, like I said, I, I was wounded in Afghanistan and when I um, came back, I had sleep paralysis and I could not understand why I couldn't move my physical body. And, but uh, I would see, you know, figures in, or whatever in my room, you know, black figures, uh, ghost-like or whatever that may look scary to some people, but it was, it was almost comforting to me, like, oh, this, this is a new, you know, new experience for me. And then I actually started seeing, um, the more I practice it, the more I learned how to uh, meditate the hours that you're supposed to do it in, uh, mm -hmm. it's supposed to help you achieve that, 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 that astral projection a, a lot easier. And when I started seeing my body rising or seeing my body when I was rising, I was like, I know I'm dreaming. I gotta be dreaming. And I wasn't because mm -hmm. I could, when I get back into like, I guess whenever my, whatever my soul or whatever got back to my body, cause they say you're tethered to your body regardless. You can go anywhere you want to, but you're tethered to your body like a, like a baby's tethered to a woman in her yeah. womb with the umbilical cord. And I was like, but they say, you know, once that tether is gone, that means you're separated from your body. And that's when you move on to a next life or whatnot. But I, I was so scared. And I, when I see my body, see my body just laying there, I was, you know, I get back in, I'm like, I can't move, I can't move. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, boom, it's like a flashlight almost hitting in your eyes, right. you're back in yeah. your body, and you're just sweating, and you're, you're confused and everything else. So it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I'm glad you, you brought that up, because that's actually what I've read in the ancient text a lot. So Edgar Casey used to meditate like at 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. And he, he knew he'd let all his people know I'm meditating at 4 a.m. So they would come to his bedroom. Mm -hmm. They they would gather in a meeting at 4 a.m. A lot of his uh, people who were in his groups. You know who Edgar Casey is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I sure do. Yeah, Edgar Casey uh, started the Association for Research and Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And that's over in uh, in Virginia, uh, and uh, that's also where the Monroe Institute is, and that's where they uh, Robert Monroe was practicing astral projection, and so he was um, teaching people how to consciously astral project. So anyway, right. those two um, these are people from the 30s and 40s and 50s. They were doing these studies years ago, and they yeah. both learned how to, um, teach people how to do it, but. Part of it was a set and setting an intention. So if you say, okay, we're going to all meditate at 4 a.m., we're going to meditate on contacting each other. Mm -hmm. After a while, they were actually contacting each other. And like Robert Monroe said, when he traveled astrally, he ran into other people that yep. were traveling astrally. So 
if you learn not to be afraid and you just go, okay, we're going to mm -hmm. do this. So I did some of that um, 20 years ago, 25 years ago when I was in state college, I had some friends I met because uh, I was at Penn State University. I had an internet account. So we were practicing reaching each other astrally. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I ended up uh, finding a lover who was able to project to me and we had astral sex mm -hmm. and then we fell in love. And then I left my dysfunctional marriage and I moved to Hawaii. <laughs> um, and it's all perfect in the vibe plan because I wouldn't have met Sasha if I hadn't moved to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Things didn't quite work out with the man that was, and he knew Silva mind control. That's another aspect to look at. They right are able to actually project. And so th this is a whole other PowerPoint. How do you, how do you master disaster projection? And, um, you know, what can you learn from it? And what do you have to do to protect yourself? And um, so Nagashita said that when he was traveling, he said you had to beware of the hounds and you have to travel in squares, not circles. Or I don't know, it's all written up in his book. It's like, if you get out there, you might encounter the hounds, right. which is what you had in your slide. There's the... The wolf and apparently the wolf and the uh, I guess they are, are the um, the Klingons. The Klingons are based on the wolf and type. Uh, they're kind of draconian and that they're they're just all power. And then they they even they too got calmed down and we had Worf right. and, and Star Trek. But anyway, 